You're listening to the Moody Mommies Podcast. Audio warning. You may or may not hear kids screaming and yelling in the background. Or us screaming or yelling at them to keep it together. Hey guys, welcome to our quarantine episode of the Moody Mommies podcast. We should just call this like the quarantine edition until further notice, guys, because this is how the episodes are going to have to come to you until then. Yes, because we are doing our part and staying home and recording through Skype, so that way we don't gotta spread germs. We are social distancing, and I am air hugging you as we speak, Jess, because I miss you. (laughs) Man, it's been uh, it's been since February. Um. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the coronavirus going on, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the world that are concerned about everyone that they love, especially those that have underlining health issues and there's tons of tons of different types that there can be so what are we going to talk about today jess well today um your friend that we're speaking to has found out a couple years ago that he has epilepsy so i'm sure most of us are kind of familiar with what epilepsy is basically just a neurological disorder with sudden episodes of sensory disturbances. They could lose consciousness. They go into convulsions. And I've seen somebody have um, a seizure a seizure before. And it's just a really scary event to be a part right. of. And I can't imagine being the one who's going through it. And we're going to talk to your friend Mike about his experience going through it and what it's like from his perspective you know like i've seen it and you just see somebody fall and it's just everybody's freaking out around them trying to figure out what do you do and then they just come back and it's just it's weird they don't even know what happened so yeah i want to hear his story today and we really hope you guys enjoy it hey hey mike thank you for being here with us today I, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I've never met you before, but you are a friend of Vanessa's, and it's a horrible situation. And I'm sorry to hear about it, but I actually don't know what the details are behind your new diagnosis. And from what Vanessa tells me, it's a you know pretty interesting story, and we want to raise awareness to people who are dealing with epilepsy. Yeah, and there's there's a few different forms from what I understand. I don't know if you know too much about the different ones, but I and she are both very interested in hearing about how old you were when you found out, and pretty much the whole process. Like, what did you start feeling? What made you go get a diagnosis? And you know, take it from there. Honestly, uh, I really wasn't sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I had no idea. It was a work night. I was working out in Los Angeles, security, doing security at a club, doing security by the DJ. And then next thing you know, you know, my lead comes up. He's like, Hey, your brother's outside. And so is the ambulance. So I'm thinking, you know, something happened to him. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And so I'm, I'm asking my lead, you know, like, is he all right? Is he all right? And he's like, no, you just had a seizure, and your brother's explaining um, to, you know, the paramedics. 
And I'm just staring at him like I'm I'm fine. I don't know what you're talking like I didn't have a seizure, like it like nothing settled in yet. So I immediately rush down, and as soon as I get, like, it's like a like a three-story, three-story building, a nightclub type of thing, and by the time I get down there, like, I could just feel, like, everything sore from being tensed up. My tongue was killing me, because that's, like, I, that's what I, like, I was biting on it, like, a lot. Um, that's when I started to freak out. Like I had no idea. Um, I didn't eat any. I didn't drink anything while I was there. Like I didn't like. I'd, like if I was going to eat something, I wanted to you know get out, get away from a, a nightclub. I don't know. I just don't trust them. So the whole time I was freaking out, and the the paramedics were you know they're examining me. They're telling asking me if I was taking anything or. That someone slipped me something, and I was just like, I, I just want to go home. Like, I don't want to go to the hospital. Just take me home. Why didn't you want to go to the hospital? <clears throat> I, I was just completely freaked out. Like, I didn't, I had no idea like why I had a seizure. Like, just I just wanted to be somewhere safe. I just did not want to go to the hospital at all. Like, I, I just it was just so much anxiety, and and I just I just wanted to go home. Like that was it. Like so. And uh, at that time, you know how they were asking you questions. Do you think somebody slipped you something? Did you think that that was a possibility, or did you feel like there's there's no way? I just don't even believe that it happens. Still. Well, that was like I I didn't I didn't even drink water bottles while I was there. Like so there was yeah, no way, like, yeah, got it. Yeah, so I was just I was just you know doing my job, and one moment you know I'm standing where I'm supposed to, and then the next minute I stand up in the exact place so i had no idea it was a complete time lapse so i had no idea i had a seizure not even, like no one's even looking at me like you would think like uh, like people are staring or something but no one's looking at me so i'm like i, I didn't have a seizure like I, I had no idea what they're talking about and i remember the exact date too it was october 16 2016 oh, wow. i just after that, I just immediately went home. Like, everything was, like, completely sore just from being all tensed up. What do you call it? So once we got home, you know, I, I explained to my, well, my brother explained to, like, my parents on what happened and such. Two weeks later, I had another one. And that's when, that's when they decided to, you know, see a neurologist and stuff. They're saying it's from withdrawals. Like my neurologist, he was he was saying, you know, you're having withdrawals, and I'm like, I'm not taking anything. Like I don't, you know, smoke. I don't take pills. Like so, we're like till this day, we're actually still trying to figure it out. Like we're getting closer, but we're still they're still not sure on what exactly it is that that's causing it. The closest thing that we've got. They found, they found like a tumor and like right on my right temple, but apparently it's not, it's not, it's not the cause of it. And I call that, bullshit. Is that tumor huh? benign or do you have to try to get it operated on? It's not benign, but it's not growing. It's just, it's just kind of there in a way. When did you find out about the tumor? 
That was actually early last year because they did one. They did like multiple MRIs and CAT scans, and it wasn't there. And then last last year, that's when they found it all of a sudden. And I was like, I was kind of like jaded by it. I was, I didn't, I didn't, you know, like I guess can find this like earlier like where did this come from and if it's not doing anything or doing any harm uh, i don't know it was just it was just weird to me i read that if you have a tumor in your brain it can kind of press on the nerves and you can develop these type of episodes due to that so yeah maybe that plays a factor in why you're continuing to have them maybe the tumor was really really small when you first started getting scanned for things and they probably didn't see it and figure it out as quickly and maybe it has grown a little bit and now you're you're being able to find out a little bit more information what do you think has been like your biggest challenge since finding out that you've had it like, are you con- do you have a lot of anxiety about having an episode when you're out in public somewhere because it's happened to you before? Or even alone. Right. Honestly, I, I, really, I really don't. I, I really don't. Like, the, the anxiety or depression. Like, if anything, depression, yes. Not so much anxiety. Depression is mainly because it's, it's, it's kind of... St- stop me from doing a lot of things that uh that you know that i they used to love to do like the way i i'd work out or just like a lot of stuff that you know driving driving was therapeutic to me that was like that was you know that was my escape um that kind of got taken away like so like so many things got taken away and like I had to find like a new thing to get everything off my mind and just kind of find a like a peace of mind somewhere, and I found that through music, which was which is the only thing that could help right now, as far as I can tell. Unless you guys got any suggestions, have you? What type of treatments have you been taking? Has the doctor recommended that you've been on? Are you on medication to kind of slow down? The seizures or they've put that they're, they're still testing out um different medications i'm looking at like probably seven bottles of different seizure medications then you have to take them every day uh, yeah some of them they just haven't worked and they've made me feel how do i say it like i would have no emotion at all like i know between right and wrong but like like no emotion no empathy or sympathy just like like i didn't like the feeling at all no i I totally under i get that feeling uh maybe like 10 years ago i was taking antidepressants and that's totally how i felt too where it was just nothing nothing I like emptiness yeah yeah exactly and just like each uh, prescription they gave me it was just it was that feeling so we're still working on which medication is gonna work which one i'm gonna be able to take um daily we actually kind of found one uh which is called like topiramide or something like that it's a mess of mine it's something like that and that one's been but helping you the most it, it's been helping me i i don't feel any side effects off of it yeah no i don't, I don't feel pretty much anything so that one's kind of been helping 
And um, how often have your episodes been since you've been taking this medication? Have you noticed them reduce or how often would they happen just period before <coughs> you got on the medication? They were happening about four to five times a month. Um, they lowered it. <clears throat> they got lowered to maybe like once or twice a month. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so it, it did it did help out a lot. And then what are the types of seizure, seizures that you're having? Uh, grandma, or what do they call it now? Uh, Tonic-clonic or something. Okay, and what is that? Um, what does that mean? I'm completely blacked out. Like, okay. uh, it's basically, like, it could be 12.30, I have a seizure, and then I would come to, like, at, like, 12.45. Like, I'm completely blacked out for that entire moment. Wow. Um, so is it that you're down for that whole time, or just that you've blacked, you're maybe down for a minute or two, but you've blacked out that whole 15 minutes? Uh, yeah, they'll... The the seizure will last probably about maybe like one to three minutes. And then I come to uh, like my brain kind of, you know, gets us, gets itself back together. Um, but it's just after like that. rebooting. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I'll have one laying down in my bed and, and then next thing you know, I'm like in the bathroom and just like staring at nothing and then my, i just have like my parents kind of my mom just kind of watching after me really like i've they usually happen at night either when i'm asleep or i'm about to go to sleep but since i've moved uh here to, to like riverside area because my parents work still at the docks my mom has missed like so much work because she doesn't want me being alone which like it that for me that that sucks like that that's like the worst thing for me is for like i like i get it like um you know I, that, that that's how love works you know but just to like sacrifice that like a paycheck their lives just to make sure i'm okay that that's probably like the hardest part for for me to to experience and huh? has your mom <laughs> looked at becoming like your caretaker so that way you know she can get paid and she doesn't have to go to work because she's making sure that she, you're safe she's actually yeah she's actually looked into it she's she's currently um she's looking into it right now actually just for the seizure that the surgery i just had she really wants to go through that yeah i mean i think it's important for you and for, you know because as a mom there's no way she could feel comfortable going to work and this is nobody's fault you know nobody did right. anything for this to happen to you it just did and you know somebody should be there to help support you Right. And you're very fortunate that you do have a support system like that. Because I mean, think about the adults that are already older, and maybe these things happen to them, and they don't have people to be there to support them and drive them places and help them exactly. you know, navigate through life with with this, you know, going on with their bodies at the same time. So, you know, be very fortunate and definitely don't take it for granted. But yeah, if there's a way that your mom can make some financial means and, you know, provide care for you at the same time, I think that will really help alleviate that like guilt burden you're kind of putting on yourself of her having to lose out on her paycheck for you because it's not your fault and you shouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah, and trust me, I, 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 
I am grateful for it. Both, you know, my mom and my dad always checking up on me. They always come in my room. Hey, you're right. And I'm just like, yes, I'm fine. Like after <laughs> after a while, like I'm like, get out of here. Like, yeah, that's so don't cute. Look. Don't um, look. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> so you um, just recently had a surgery, or you're about to have? Just had one. I had one. I won't say. I had one on the six. Okay. Yeah. And what was six. that surgery for? They went in on my vagus nerve on my neck. They wrapped a like some type of a wire around it, and it goes down to my heart. And then they put a pacemaker over it. So in case if I do have a seizure, or like the the pacemaker is detecting one um it'll send a signal to to the nerve and it'll go straight to my brain and have it calm down either either calm the seizure down or stop it mm-hmm. so uh the 26th that's when they're gonna turn it on it hasn't been turned on yet but on the 26th they're gonna actually charge it up and turn it on and then i'll become iron man oh wow so but it's already installed Crazy. pretty much yeah well i hope that really help you know changing everything for you forever so you don't have to deal with it at all or maybe once every blue moon if ever yeah no definitely and hopefully it works i was like i just went down the rabbit hole of like you know like for how many Fine. people did it work and how many people like you know right so is this a new procedure that they just came out with to to help with this i want to say it is i'm not 100 percent sure they they gave me a couple options it was either this surgery or go in on the on the tumor i i chose to go in on on, on this one just to see if it works and I wouldn't have to go through like for the for the tumor surgery like I wouldn't have to go through that much if this works I would you know hopefully it does but you know if I keep having them and it's not working working out for me then you know step two would would go for the tumor the tumor part right well so, I'm hopeful that this will be your only needed surgery um yeah. So, since the surgery, have you had any seizures? <laughs> uh, actually, I did. Luckily, luckily, it was at the doctor's office at a like a post post surgery appointment. Oh wow! And um, right when I was in the waiting room, or uh, I was in, I was basically called in. And they're checking, you know, my high temperature, uh, blood pressure. And right when that happened, that's when I had the seizure. And um, uh, they prescribed me some medication. I ended up going home. And it it was the first time that I ever had two seizures in one day. Home, and I was just laying down on the couch, and I had one. I had one there. So hopefully, you know, once they turn it on, that'll probably be the last of it. So, yeah, because the machine's not. I mean, it's in there, but you're right; it's not even working yet. So who knows if there'll be lots of improvement once it is up and running has there ever been a history of this in the family before this started happening to you no we like i've i've always asked 
the my mom's side, my dad's side. I'm practically the only one that that's been having these episodes, and so I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, what's been causing it. What do I like? Is there something I need to stop doing or stop, you know, eating or drinking right. or something? So so far, you have not noticed any triggers. Um, like not even lights, lights, like you know, the strobe lights or loud music, like nothing that i know really triggers it i want to i want to say uh stress and anxiety could be could play a factor in it i'm not 100 percent sure on that i mean i mean there's always still time to you know find out and and see what's going on and, and try and test things out yeah no that was the second time that I had a seizure in front of a doctor the first time was they did a VEG, which is stay in the hospital for seven days, kind of hooked up to like they have like maybe 18 wires connected to your head. I didn't you just have like a monitor your brain activity. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Can't Amazing. get up to go to the restroom. Like, can't, like, you can't do anything. Like, you just have to like lay there for seven days. Next thing you know, my my neurologist comes in. He started asking questions, and right when he started asking questions, that's when I had the seizure. And that's that's like I had like a massive seizure. They had to put like a tube down my throat. He noticed that where the seizure started was like in the area of the tumor. So the neurologist and the neurosurgeon were kind of going back and forth on whether what was what and this was before the surgery so so right now the neurologist wants to kind of keep an eye on like if it's growing if it's if it's not growing if if it becomes benign or um you know stuff like that yeah it's 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 going so far i mean i i try not to let it bother me i still do as much as i can i know i'm really stubborn so that's the one thing i gotta i gotta pick <laughs> it's it, it's a journey it's it's it, i i think it's helped helped me out a lot personally because he's like i was like a bigger asshole before this i'll say that oh. <laughs> but i think this i think this humbled me a lot i'll say yeah it's it and i'm also self-quarantining myself so we'll see how that goes yeah. That's good. I know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Is that something that you even have you have to be worried about because you have health issues? And of course, you don't want to contract this virus that's going on right now. So definitely self quarantine for sure. Yeah, no, I've been prepared for this. I'd say I don't know. I like I'm constantly in my room. They got that my mom ended up putting cameras in the house in case like she's not home. So she put cameras in the house and like she'll see me going out to the backyard and she's like, get back inside the house. And I'm like, what <laughs> is that voice coming from? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she's she got, got an like, eye on you. So I know. God, <laughs> she's cool. got like speakers coming out and I'm like. <laughs> oh, so you've been qu on quarantine for way longer than all of us have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had practice. I'm like. Uh, Ant-Man when he was all of it on house arrest just like doing dumb shit it's crazy story of our lives that's what I've been doing for the past six months for I real. think I've 
Are you guys quarantining or what are you guys up to? Of course we're quarantining. We have little babies, so we have to play it extra safe. Okay. Yeah, my mom works in an emergency room, so she... Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's... She hadn't been to work in a... A couple of weeks she was on vacation, but, you know, now it's kind of getting stricter and she's one of the only, you know, jobs that are still working. Able-bodied. Yeah, that are still <laughs> yeah. working. So she has to go and um, she started work today. And, uh, you know, Did she was. Her in, like, uh, a hazmat No, and she's registration. So she's pretty much the first contact uh, to anybody. So he, uh, they just walk oh. up to her and say, I think I might have this. I'm so it was sick. just. Right. And, of course, uh, like we all know, there, my mom said um, so far her hospital hasn't had anybody test positive for it but what we know is that a lot of people can have it without knowing that they have it or have any symptoms so my mom's like yeah you know so she just basically said if they uh if nobody has come back positive this week then i'll probably come home because she decided to stay at one of her friend's houses just in case and i reminded her like just because nobody tests positive doesn't mean that they're not carrying it and she just doesn't mean that other people aren't carrying it. And she said, you're right. So she's going to be staying at a friend's house for the next couple of weeks and kind of play it by ear to see how she's feeling. She goes to this holistic doctor. Um, so he showed her some you know, preventatives that she should be taking. And so she's really trying to be vigilant about staying safe and she usually is anyways just working in the emergency room in general she just comes home and showers and doesn't touch anybody until you know she's clean <laughs> so now she's yeah now she's always in the mask always in gloves always with the sanitizer so yeah. we'll see we'll see how everything goes but i just feel really bad because i feel like we kicked my mom out of the house because we have babies (laughs) (laughs) you gotta go lady come back sorry mom come back come back another time yeah (laughs) yeah you gotta go Mm -hmm. my dad tries to come over too before he comes in the door Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like have you been anywhere what are you doing what do you want (laughs) Have you been to China? Uh-huh. Do you know anybody from Hong Kong? Have you traveled Hong outside Kong? of the country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's such a sad. I mean, I'm glad we can make light of it, but it, it's so sad, you know? It really it, is because, it like you're saying, is. Jess, like, we have, you have to send your mom away for weeks, and it's like, you know, my parents live right up the street from us, so my girls are used to seeing them, like, mm-hmm. at least once a week, you know? Right. And they haven't, they totally understand what's going on. I think it's, like, more for me like I want to see my mom I want to go check on my parents and and Mm. everybody that we love and it's kind of like "Mm, (laughs) not the time for that you know you guys want to hear a funny story (laughs) you said you guys want to hear a funny story this morning well last night we had the last bag of um, chips ahoy there were just a few left and my husband Uh my my husband my husband (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everyone's pretty much sleeping we're up watching tv and my husband gets it he's like oh, i'm just gonna finish this and he threw it in our bedroom trash can which is very shallow oh so my daughter comes in and she sees it and she said what is that doing in the trash can <laughs> I was like, oh, well, daddy ate the cookies last night. And she said, and he didn't even think about saving me one. 
<laughs> I love oh. and I love those cookies and we can't even get more because of the coronavirus. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, that's so my kids. <laughs> my kids are like rationing everything. Wait, mom, just give us a little bit of chocolate milk because we know we can't go get more, you know? <laughs> that's Amen. smart. That is it's smart. So- cute i mean it's i'm so (laughs) thankful that we have them to make our world so full right now because it's just feels so empty you know like yeah they they really have keeping us entertained (laughs) yeah they are that's awesome that they want to they want to you know keep everything to a minimum like if i was a little kid i just like probably eat everything (laughs) right i'd be like what Quarantine, mom, you'll figure it out. Like, I want some hot Cheetos. Uh, (laughs) Stay cooking, Mr. Status. Going at it. Yeah, that's I like that. It's cute. They're really understanding what's going on and the severity of it. And it's sad because it's like, oh, their little minds are probably stressed out about it just as much as us. But I mean, are they are they on it like as much as like you know like people on the news are? Do they watch the news or something? Or who are kids? Yeah. Well, I normally throw on the news when they're like playing together, like Barbies, like imaginary. They're just full on in play mode. So I'll yeah. keep the news on, and they'll of course hear and they know what I'm what what's on and they're just like they're talking about oh you talking about the virus mom and it was so cute the other day they're playing baby dolls right and I'm like all right they're playing I'm gonna make my bed and whatnot so I'm walking like back and forth you know from my room to the living room to organize the house and they have all their baby dolls on the table right on their little table and they're like come on (laughs) we gotta check all of them see which one has the virus and I'm like oh my god like wow what do I do what do I say? Like, it's just, it, it's crazy. Like, it's just. Now I want a big girl. <laughs> I feel like boys are just like, just won't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what virus? They're like jumping off something rough. No. Uh, I got orange juice. What are you talking about? <laughs> the orange juice will save me. Funny. <laughs> All right, so we're getting totally off topic yeah. here, but self um, <laughs> quarantine so, got us off topic. <laughs> I know, right? We have nothing but time, guys. Nothing but time. <laughs> so, Mike, what would you say if someone who's just experiencing this in their life with maybe their child, maybe with their self? I, my best friend, her her mom, if I'm not mistaken, just recently found out that she was diagnosed with this as well. And she's already in her late 50s, I believe. So, I mean, it does kind of just come upon your life at a very unexpected time. So, mm-hmm. what do you think is like your best advice for someone who's barely experiencing their very first seizures and and going down the rabbit hole of this rough road best advice um just try and stay in a in like the safest place possible because you don't want to be standing up and you have one and because i've had some where i've been like i've taken a shower and i've had one in the in the shower and like there there are so many places that i've had them you know standing up or or doing something stupid but just you know just try and stay in the safest place you can or uh just be cautious of what you're doing like just you know if i like say 
if you're going to do this, make sure you have, like, you know, contingency plans on, you know, if you fall this way, fall that way. Try and figure out, like, what triggers, uh, what could trigger it. Do your best to try and try and be safe because you never know. You can hit your head and boom, like, knock on the wood. But um, you could injure yourself extremely bad. Like, like really really bad so with this i'm sure there's a lot of things that you you can't drive anymore right or is there other, any other restrictions that you have or, uh, or, or are you still I able to drive i mean i would just assume because you don't know when it's going to happen you don't want to black out while you're driving no exactly yeah no um yeah no, do I, they I, I can't... put like like laws against that like if you are diagnosed with this is that a restrictions on your driver's license or is it just your own personal hey it's, i'm gonna it's... do this for because it's safe for everyone yeah your uh, neurologist uh sends it to the dmv where your license will be suspended if you if you go with uh, six months without a seizure, then they'll give you your driver's license back. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, and for me, driving was my therapy. That was, mm-hmm. that was everything. Um, I used to, you know, drive down Pedro Coast and go all the way to Redondo. And, like, whenever I'd, ha- I'd get anxiety, you know, that was my go-to. Like, I just, I love dri- I, I I don't even mind traffic. Like, I, I, it's... Uh, just driving period you know just kind of listening to your own music you have your you have your thoughts just like on on the road and you're just kind of in your own zone that's funny driving driving is like the opposite for me that's like my most anxious i'm like i just want to get to where i'm going i just don't want to be in the car i'm just so nervous well i'm i'm actually a very slow calm driver i just want to get there safely and it doesn't matter how long it's gonna take i don't like to rush places but i'm so worried because there's so many people that are rushing that aren't paying attention so that's what freaks me out about driving yeah. And yeah. she's calm gym. but mentally she's like having a panic attack every <laughs> second. Like, <laughs> let me just be there let me just be there how are you driving <laughs> i don't i don't really drive if somebody else will drive i'll let them <laughs> yeah i just usually i stay home as much as i can and if we need to go somewhere then my husband will drive and it'll just be like okay we're here or i'll just you know drive places within 20 minutes i won't go far because i'm just so nervous places you're super comfortable going i know exactly how to get to vanessa's house it's right up this one street (laughs) there are little streets so nobody should be speeding it's (laughs) Stop signs everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely the same way. I think more so because of my eyesight. Like, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I don't like to drive in the nighttime. I don't like to drive very far distances or places I've never been before because I'm like what if I can't read the street sign and now I don't know which way to go and what if I make a stupid move and bam I cause a collision or something, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I stay local. I like to be local. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> But driving can be very therapeutic for sure. Like, you know, especially like right now, like what we're going through, like we can't do anything else. So taking a drive is kind of a a little bit of fresh air right now. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. Like I was, I, I was, I was prepared for this. And then once it started, now I want to go out. So I it kind of sucks. It's like when they tell you you can't do something, it makes you want to do it more. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Go go kart racing now on the streets. I don't know. 
stupid Mario Kart. Some shit. Um, uh, sorry, but I didn't. We totally cut you off because I started talking about myself per usual. Um, what, <laughs> what, what, um, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. What, uh, um, what other things are you restricted from doing? A lot of heavy machinery, like um, like I can't even uh, drill holes. Uh, any any type, anything that has like a anything mechanical, really. There, there's a lot of things. You just can't operate anything. Pretty much, yeah. But you're still able to work, right? Like, if you wanted to get a job, you could work to keep your mind busy if you wanted to. I could. I've I've had a few jobs while while I was diagnosed, and then I got fired like a month and a half later, only because you know, like I would have the seizure at night, and I just I wouldn't be able to wake up, you know, the next morning, and I'd miss it. Mm. And so, as of right now, it's just, it's really hard to find something that would work for my schedule. And on top of this, the surgery, like, I don't know if it's going to work or not, if it's going to make it worse or better. So, I kind of, um, I applied for, was it disability or social security? What is it? No, One of those? Disability. <clears throat> yes. As of right now, we're still kind of waiting on that. Yeah, just like anything mechanical or, or you know, like I'm, I'm a health health hazard so i mean it's 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 a lot that's uh, kind of held me held me back and i mean even before the surgery when i like when i was a lot bigger i ended up getting three bulging discs in my lower back so i mean even then like i could sneeze and my back would pop and i'd be out for like two three weeks like it, it would like i would not be able to walk uh, why was so, your back messed up like that was it from your weight yeah yeah, that was, it was uh, mo mainly from my weight. Playing football, got hit, I was fine, walked it off. And then once, as I was walking home, like, I've never felt that much pain. And, like, I was probably on the couch for, like, a week and a half straight, like, legitly. Like, I didn't shower, like, I could not get up i couldn't move so so after after a few years of you know getting the weight off then this thing comes along so now you know it's just constant restrictions since i was like 16 yeah even the even the seizures they like i have a seizure and my back would pop to the it, it's just like it's it, it is hard to find a job like if, if it's not one thing it's another yeah your body's like going through so much so your reliability right now is like you can't really know what it is because you don't know what condition your body is gonna wake up in exactly yeah no. so know that this is more like a scary question but did your doctor talk to you about if there are any like what the chances are of any of your seizures being terminal at all yeah no there there's there's been i i've asked multiple times whether it's that or you know the see the type of seizures that i have like you know like Am I gonna wake up from any of them? Like, it is—is is it that bad? And I hate to say it, but yes, because you—you never know with 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 the seizure. You never know what what goes on and what can you know domino effect. You know, this hits like this in the brain and you know doesn't respond back. So it, it's always you know it's just kind of rolling the dice with it. So with every um, single one that you have, there's a chance. 
Yeah, there's... Yeah, basically. It's kind of given me more... Like, I'm more appreciative of, you know, like, just people and life you know just i've learned a lot from it i'd say that the sympathy and empathy like just for other people and what they're going through and you never know what's behind closed doors like people could post whatever that they want on instagram and facebook but you don't know what goes on you know behind behind the scenes so it's it i try my best to look at it as as a positive you know if you know if one of the seizures you know if it you know knock on wood if it happens to go the wrong way i just you know kind of hope it takes me you know like it, it, it i've helped people uh in certain ways like i didn't die now pretty much uh so i mean i'm, I'm still learning to this day and uh it's it, it's more of a battle for them than it is for me to be honest i could say that waking up from a surgery and seeing everybody that you love kind of just worried about you just kind of like are you okay are you okay like if anything that hurts me because i know they seen it and for me like i'm just waking up from it like to me it's kind of like i'm i'm waking up but they're watching me have it so to me watch like just seeing their faces like i hate to see that like i i don't like i want to see them happy and just you know because i'm having it like i know they care it's just it, it sucks to see you know um them what jump them seeing me go through it and and just like the aftermath and all the appointments and stuff and so it, it, that's the that's the biggest stress part on my on, on my case well i think you're right it kind of definitely puts you in a, a place where you just really appreciate all the things you have to be thankful for and things that you probably took for granted before this happened you know like our health is such a blessing that we all really really do not think about on a daily basis like some someday we might all be old and unable and and so the fact that our bodies are healthy and working and doing what they need to be doing it's something we definitely cannot take for granted because i mean just like you your your life changed from one day to the next you know so it's it's nice to think about it in that way to just really appreciate your health you know like don't be lazy get up and enjoy your life and and be thankful that your legs work and you're not in a hospital bed and you can get up and take a drive or you know the stuff that other people cannot do do, you're able to do so be be thankful for them so thank you for coming on here and reminding us all about that no problem of course it's it's one of the biggest things is just no matter what you're going through, try your best to enjoy what you got because you never know what can happen, you know? So I know I'm a stubborn person that I need to work on, but like there's still things that I shouldn't do, but I like I'll still go hiking, like I'll go on a solo hike. Like if I can't drive, like I'll put on my headphones, I got my music and I can go on a solo hike, even though I'm not supposed to, but it helps. It does. It, it helps me, and you know, like I like by the time I get to the top, like I just, just you know, 
just look at you know how much life there is and the people that get to enjoy it and it's not jealousy it's just like it's i'm just like at all of it you know like it's 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 beautiful i completely i love it so but yeah you know there there are a lot of a lot of people that you know take their lives for granted and but maybe they haven't learned yet you know it, for me I, I was that person as well yeah just try it, it it has to hurt first before you realize what, what you got like yep life is full of some hard lessons sometimes but well I'm glad you're on the road to getting through this, and I'm so glad you came on today to talk about your experience with this. Um, is there anything else you have, Jess? We'll be thinking about you, and I hope that you guys figure out how to manage your symptoms so that way this doesn't keep happening to you, because that's it's crazy for you to go through this multiple times in a month. Yeah, you're I mean, so young. and Wait, how old did you say you were? Uh, 25. 25. And you've, so, so it's been four, so you started when you were 21? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just, it's so scary. It's, yeah, right in the prime years. I still do my best to try to keep my workouts in and do as much as I can not to over, was it, exert? Exert yourself. Yeah. No, that's good. I think it's good that you're learning how to know your new limits and listen to your body and just getting used to your new boundaries of how to keep yourself healthy. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think diet is one thing I need. I need to change because I've still been kind of eating the same. Have you guys tried the keto diet? No, we don't do diets. <laughs> I can't even figure out an exercise routine. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I don't know. I've, I just, no. I've never been a diet person because I just, I think the word sounds scary and it talks a lot of people out of wanting to do it, you know? Like, just yeah. say, I'm going to eat healthy and maybe it won't sound like such a chore. Or maybe I might drink some whiskey, you know, something. Vodka is made from potatoes. Oh, gosh. There you go. Uh, I know. All right, Mike. Well, we do really appreciate you coming on here and being really honest and open about everything you've been going through. And hopefully, you know, this can help somebody else that heard this episode. If uh, anybody wants to talk to me feel free um yeah well how can they reach you i will instagram facebook both actually facebook is mike lavea mike with two e's i have no idea why i don't ask <laughs> and then instagram is fml1118094 before you ask fml are my initials so <laughs> awesome. man, I wish those were mine. No, I would write them on everything. <laughs> Don't I had no me. idea that was my first name. I I had no idea what my like I would yeah. My parents never called me by my first name. So once I figured that out, I'm just You're keeping like, it. I am FML. This is amazing. That's Either so amazing or it's <laughs> <laughs> or your parents hated you but i don't think fml even was a thing when you were a baby so i think you're you're okay <laughs> i think my dad knew 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, it was so good to have you on, and we will check in with you and see how you're doing, and if there's any update that you would like us to share with our listeners. Keep us informed, and we will be checking on you in the meantime. We hope you do good, okay? Definitely. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Who's our next guest? <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about me. I want to talk about I. I'm just kidding. Ooh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> in country about myself, guys. <laughs> yeah, this song's going to be stuck the... in my head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, me, my, oh, my. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Mike. Thank you, you so care. much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, Vanessa, thank you for introducing us to your friend, Mike. He seems like a great person and i am going to be thinking about him and everything that he's going i know through. and all the people i know you know it's i am glad we had this topic today so we can kind of shed light on the people that experience this in their daily routine of life and like we said just those things that we take for granted our health we get up and we have no issues throughout our day and these are things that can spon- spontaneously affect their daily routine of life and it's you know it's a rough rough road and mike is my friend and i wish him all the best in his journey through this all right well everybody thank you for listening until then tell them stay this. moody guys Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies. Moody Mommies podcast.